Oh, jail. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome <laughs> to Monday Night Magic. Uh, here on twitch.tv slash the Manipool. We've had... For now. now. If you're watching the YouTube version of this or you're watching live, then you know what just happened. If you're listening to the audio version of this, I was explaining why we're so late starting and that it's technical difficulties. And as soon as I finished talking about the technical difficulties, I fell off the Discord call, which means these guys both disappeared from the stream. (laughs) We had our own one-on-one video chat, and we were both laughing the entire time. <laughs> I was busy going, what? What, what just happened? <laughs> but, like, we could still see you in Twitch. So, <laughs> our whole experience, no. no, not again, no. No. I think that was... I think it was clues this time, maybe? What the? Why is the internet bad? I don't know. I fell off Why the call. Why is the internet bad? Oh, but then I immediately reconnected. Hello. See, you didn't miss out on all of it, people who just get the MP3. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Oh. So. This is special. We're going to, uh. We're just going to get to it. I'm Chewy. That's Squee. That's Clues. Hey. These are all true. And the let's go before, as I said, the freaking world ends. Okay, fire away. Pioneer bands. Go. Oh, hey. The Infiltrator subbed for three months. Thanks. And wait, there was a sub earlier, right? It was it was Al. Yeah, 27. Al for 27. And Squee for 16. What? Yeah. All right. Okay, so yeah. First up, uh, Pioneer bands. It's Monday. Oh, what? This didn't, this didn't fix it. Oh, I had to close OBS. That's why. Hang uh-huh. on. Oh, by the way, are we actually recording? Just to be clear. Yeah. I, we... I know we're streaming, but. What in the hell? This is just fun. Hang on. I clicked on the wrong thing. Chrome. Not Twitch chat. Chrome band announcement. There we go. Okay. So. Uh, right. New, new Pioneer band announcement because it's Monday and that's when they do these. This one up three and a half hours ago. Uh, yes, they have banned Veil of Summer, which okay. This, how did you put it earlier, Squee? It's like if you made a green cryptic command that cost only one mana and did all four things. What? That's not what you said, though. What did you say? That's one of the something things. Like, oh, you said something like this isn't a card you think about when it comes to bans, but oh, then you read yeah. it. Yeah, I forgot the card existed until I read it here, and I'm like, yeah, that's really good for a thing that was printed for one mana in Uncommon and a corset. And he's like, you just, just kept forgot adding, about it. You just kept adding words, kept adding lines, and you didn't change the like, cost. <laughs> there, there's definitely a point in time where draw a card of an opponent has cast a blue or black spell this turn would be like, well, that's kind of a really bad one mana card, but okay. And then spells can't be counted this turn. Okay, that's a whole card. We have it now. And then they added two more things. So, you and Vermin, you control gain hexproof from blue and from black until end of turn. Like, oh, you're doing yeah. all that now. But is there, can I ask a question about this card? Sure. Would that be okay? Is there a reason that they didn't call this Summer's Veil since we had Autumn's Veil? Why didn't, why didn't they call this Summer's Veil? Um, As opposed to Veil of Summer. Anybody know? Did they no? ever say? I'm uh, sure. I, All right, I neither know nor do I care. Uh, nope, didn't want to derail us. So, 
what they say is that green-based aggro and ramp decks still remain overrepresented in the competitive metagame at the expense of mid-range and control. Let me see if I can translate. We wanted more blue. Therefore, we're now... And Mardu. Because mid-range, you know. Therefore, we are banning Veil of Summer to better allow for natural metagame forces to provide counter-pressure against these strategies. Because this really is the anti-control card for, for green. I will say that saying natural forces after banning a green card is pretty bold. <laughs> oh, and also Pinball Witch Thrup. That's got to be the clip of you guys falling off and said uh, the secret of comedy is timing. That's sure. pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, Sure, that apparently this card was what they deemed to be what was imbalancing the metagame. Uh, they also want to say they're aligning the tabletop and Magic Online effective dates going forward. It says, in the past, which means last week. I don't know why they say in the, <laughs> the past. Thousands of seconds thousands ago. Of years ago. We've held effective dates for tabletop games to prevent disruption of already planned tournaments. However, with the fast iteration for Pioneer, it makes more sense to align the dates to allow players to adapt and test quickly. So, sure. Now, the next one is next Monday on the 18th, but it is not going to be part of the main Banned and Restricted List update. So when we get the main Banned and Restricted List update next week, and there's no Pioneer on it, calm down. Nobody freak out. There's going to be another one Later in the afternoon, just like the this one in last week's. Okay? Okay. Yep. Ah. We'll talk about that next week. A few hours after it happens, too. Yeah. All right. So that's your Pioneer thing. Now, Veil of Summer getting banded Pioneer does not really bode well for Veil of Summer surviving in Standard, right? Right. It was one of the few cards that was safe from becoming an elk. It has to be taken care of. Elk supremacy at any cost. And oh, MTG Dad, I don't know if they... I think they probably mean that just for Pioneer. Yeah, it says, with the fast iteration for Pioneer, it makes... Yeah, this this is for Pioneer. The aligning the tabletop and Magic Online effective dates. Nah. Pretty sure that's just for this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, that's that. The other thing that people were all uh, uh, a buzz about, let's say, this weekend was the Mystery Booster. Because that happened, that was revealed at, at uh, Richmond. Oh, for God's sake. One, one second. Get get back in the call. Alright, well, they'll... They'll be back in a minute, let's say. Oh, well. So, it's it's the mystery booster. And we, we didn't know what the hell... We didn't know what the hell. But it turns out... It's a crazy, fun draft thing. 
I really need someone else to play off of here. That's the reason that I don't do uh, a one-man show podcast. It's because I need, I need people to play off of, and I don't have them because they fell off. Yep, this sucks. Alright, hang on. We're gonna leave call again. Alright, you know what? Do you know what? We're just gonna close Discord. We're gonna close Discord. Quit Discord! Ha 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 ha! Now we're gonna count to five. Five. And we're gonna reopen Discord. <laughs> what? Okay. The little opening, the loading thing popped up on this screen, but then the window popped up on this screen, and I'm... Alright, I'm back. We go back to this. We hit the voice. Oh. Boom, we're back. Okay. Hey. I turned it off and then on again. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. And then the mystery here is going super fast, and the mystery booster's card listens super long, and it... Oh, hey, caught up. So, uh, Mystery Booster, let's try this again. Mystery Booster is a fun, crazy draft thing. Yeah. It is is a set that has 1,694 reprints from all throughout the game's history, plus 121 copies of something new and surprising. Now, the new and surprising thing is, uh... At at the convention... There are two versions of this. There's the convention edition... And Which the, is neat. The what? Which is neat. The the convention version. Sure, but there's 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 the convention version, and then there's the other edition. I don't know what that's Which called. Which doesn't appeal to me at all. Just the WPN version, I guess. Yeah. So the convention version and the store version, we'll just call them. Uh, the convention versions have so sixteen ninety four cards, and. Uh, the, I mean, that's a lot of cards. What's the how big is the set these days? Oh God, uh, like, yeah, I was gonna say like two fifty ish. Is that all? Yeah, think so. I mean, not counting the basic lands. Um. Okay, I'm getting numbers like 300-something with extra cards. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. With yeah, all it's of somewhere the, in that neighborhood. With all of the Brawl and whatever right. cards. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, yeah, this is massive. Massive. With almost 1,700. We're just going to call it 1,700 because we're only missing six. So, you know. Sure. And, yeah, the full list is, is available. Throw that at your leisure. There are 17 pages of it. You can you can go through here. Hey, look, Wheel of Fate. Hey, look, there's 100 cards on each page, roughly. Checks yeah, out. it's... Uh... <clears throat> it looks like prior to this, the largest set was 5th edition, edition at was... like 449. I was going to say, it was just under 5, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, and the way they got this is each of the 14 booster slots has its own sheet of 121 possible cards. So you could do an entire draft and not see the same card twice. Yeah. So the whole point of this is to like have 
crazy fun and just draft nonsense. It's supposed to mimic a uh, chaos draft where you just grab packs and draft them. Packs of whatever, you know, flavor. Yeah. So, that's neat. Uh, The convention edition has... Well, what are they called? Playtest cards, essentially. That aren't mentioned here at all. Are they? They were a surprise. They're in the other article. In the other article. The release notes. Oh, they are? Mm Mm-hmm. I'll be damned. Okay, so... The convention edition, remember, is the only one that has these. The store version has foils. But they're foils that aren't already in the 1700 cards. So they're their own sheet. It's another 121 cards. But, uh... Okay, let's see here. Specially designed playtest cards straight from Magic Gathering's design files. They're not in a normal magic frame. They haven't undergone rule scrutiny, and play design hasn't tested them rigorously for balance. Nice. Oh, man. So, we have things like, like noxious... format mirror. Do what? It's like we're looking in a format mirror. Uh, so we have things like Noxious Bayou, a land that taps for black or green mana, and you get a poison counter. Ooh. Or Bear with Sets Mechanic, a 2-2 bear for two with vigilance and this thing, which is called Aggressive. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. So, are are these release notes all for the playtest cards? I think so. Oh, I didn't look at these. I was wondering how they had a release notes for everything. Oh, my God, it's Barry's Land. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Apparently the internet gods do not want me to do Monday Night Magic tonight. Honestly, I didn't even want to do Monday Night Magic tonight. I wanted to go sit in the living room and stare at the wall. But no! (laughs) I had to try Monday Night Magic. (laughs) Yeah, like the kingpin. Yeah, exactly. Alright. Leave call again. Count to five. Five. Voice. Okay. So, anyway, yeah. Forgive me if we go into less detail about this than you might want, but uh, part of that is because I'm we're all kerfuffled because of these damn technical difficulties, and the other part is, honestly, and I think I can speak for all three of us on this show, we don't care. We're not going to any GPs to, to draft this, and if we did, I doubt I'd, we would draft it. I know I wouldn't. So, it, it's a really cool thing. It's it's fascinating what they've done and how they've done it. But, uh, it's, it's not for me. And I can't get my co-hosts back. Hey guys, hang up and call me back. Let's 
see if that helps. Maybe it's because I'm trying to connect to a existing call. Ooh, they hung up. And Clues is restarting Discord. <laughs> I hope. I hope he didn't just get kicked off. Hello? Hello? Okay, so turn your camera back on. Oh, now you want to see us. H Hello? Hello. I'm large. All right, there we go. Hello. We're we're back again. But for how long? It's a mystery. Yeah, for now at least, and indeed at most. Uh, listen, uh, I was doing a little calculation there when you fell off the call. Because let's uh -huh. be clear, Squeen I stayed on the fall call. Right. I I think. I think based on 14 different slots with 101 distinct possibilities in each slot, I think that there are 144,000 billion, billion, billion combinations of booster packs. All right, then. Because I, I think it's, uh, I think it is 121 to the 14th power to, to do that right. which gives us 1.4 times 10 to the 29th. I wish this this was whiskey now, this, the strength that I just chugged with that number being thrown at me on Monday Night Magic. And uh, that's an American billion because I am an American. Wait, so, what's... What? Uh, I don't think there needs to be a factorial in this one because the, the slots are independent. I think. Granted... Probability and statistics is not my forte, so I may be wrong. Wait, what's yeah, a yeah, not American billion? numbers all the time. Uh, a, a British billion is a different number. What's a British billion? Try not to think about it. I don't clutter my mind with that. My apologies to the British listeners. Wait, what? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I love that we're probably going to drop again before the end of this call, and this is what we're British, doing. No, not British yep. billionaires. I don't care about British billionaires. They can die in a fire. The word billion refers exclusively to a million million, okay? However, this is no longer common. The word has been used to mean 1,000 million for several decades. Yeah, the billion trillion is what's going on there. Yeah. Oh. All right, thank, th thank you, Al. Well, that's uh, yeah, stupid. Hey, that kind of stupid is how we crash things into Mars. Uh, it is how we crash it things is into accurate. Mars. It is accurate, yeah. Okay, anyway, so back to this. Um, Take that, Mars. So did God you guys hear my, how much, how neat this is, but we just don't care, so we're not going to go I into heard it? Yeah, yeah, I did. And the only thing I'll say is uh, I am not a drafter. So a nifty draft set, eh, not all that interesting to me. I see that it is for a lot of people, and this seems like a really cool draft format to do. I don't want to disparage it or knock it in any way there. The ones that have the playtest cards in them, now that's interesting to me because I think that's really neat to have, you know, uh, a physical representation of what they tried in playtesting that eventually became some card that we know, love, and maybe or and or hate today so that's nifty and i wish that they were preserving that for the stores now i see why they're not i see that they're doing that to make it you know special at a convention but still neat at a store 
but the store level doesn't appeal to me in any way at all. Um, I'm probably going to be that guy and sign up for a draft at Dragon Con if they have these and then immediately drop so I can open it on like Monday Night Magic instead because I think that'd be more fun. But I would be that guy. Hey, Gothic with the 25-month resub. Thanks, buddy. Nice. Now that said, uh, I am going to, to PAX Unplugged and so I might... I might see if the, if this is going on there and might sign up for one and see how it goes. No promises because, man, committing to a tournament while at a uh, event like, yeah, a convention like this. That. That's why I would drop. Yeah, it takes such a huge chunk of your time. and I, I spent nine hours in a, um, a rooster draft once. A what? Uh, the rotisserie draft. Oh, okay. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, hey, Pinball Witch, the, the thing about token lands, yeah, I I do find that one really interesting. I hope that that's something they pursue down the road so that we're not all just searching our libraries for lands. Oh, someone Neat. pointed out these aren't actual playtest cards. They're just interesting designs and yeah. jokes. That's just the yeah. fun part. Yeah, but they're they're in the style of the playtest cards that they use. So that's what they're yeah, It's just a, it's a fun is. thing yeah. when you're going for chaos as a card that legitimately no one has ever seen. Yeah. Right. With so, awesome artwork. With awesome artwork. All right. I did see Gavin tweet that they're uh they're not like uncards because they all work within the framework of magic rules unlike uncards which yeah. don't. So which is a, interesting in its own way. Yeah, that's a neat distinction. Okay, so I guess that's that. Yeah. Like, really, there's there's really not much else to say about the mystery booster. It's it's fascinating from a design perspective because this is, hang on, calculator. So I get sixteen ninety four. Divide that by oh, let's say like oh, like two eighty. For a nice, uh, it's like six sets at once in boosters. Yeah. And these aren't like just reprints. These are cards with old uh, frames, cards with new frames, like Welkin Turn. <laughs> Who the hell? Yeah, Welkin okay. Turn. Uh, did, you, did you talk about the set symbol thing? I know. Okay, so the other weird thing is Chewie says these aren't reprints, but no, I I think the better way to say that is these are literally reprints. So whatever frame the card was, that's the frame it's got. Whatever artwork it had, that's the artwork it's got. Whatever uh, collector number and uh, set symbol it had, it still has those collector numbers and set symbols. And so the only way to tell that this is the new printing is the tiny little planeswalker symbol in the lower left-hand corner. Wait, did they not update the oracle text on these either? I don't... Ooh, mm, I don't think so. I, I mean, I don't blame them if they didn't, because that sounds like a giant pain. Yeah, and from a, from a logistics standpoint, the easiest thing to do would be to go find those assets from okay, the Gavin original sets. Okay, Gavin clarified that they didn't. All right, cool. 
and they just stick them just stick them on. They there. didn't update to match Oracle text. Ah, okay. So yeah, Chewy, can you bring up uh, one of the images that shows one of these cards, like from the article? Uh, can you show that on? Yeah, there we go. Oh, no, no, just scroll back up. The perfect. No, stop. Oh, stay on target. In Archangel. Yeah, perfect. Okay. When you say so, one of the images, there's, there's literally one, and it's this. Yeah, well, that's fine. This is perfectly fine. See how the set symbol is its original set symbol? And see how the collector number down at the bottom is still the old collector number? That is not it's its not original like, set symbol. Well, whatever set they took it from. I'll say Archangel is from, like, Mirage. I don't know what the hell this is. Well, that's it's fine, just... but whatever, whichever one they pulled this from, whatever set they pulled, I don't even recognize that set symbol. Is that a commander thing? It is a commander thing, Maybe. yeah. Uh, but the collector number down at the bottom, it so isn't like out of 1,600. No, it's five right? out of 356, it looks like. See, because it's from the set that they pulled it from. Yeah, but, but see the little planeswalker symbol in the lower left-hand corner? Here. That's the only way you can know that this came from the mystery booster set. Nice. And so I feel really bad for anybody who runs a store in the secondary market that now they have to keep track of not just the card and not just the set that the card came from, but also whether the card came from this thing or not. Yeah. It seems like a pretty big headache. I mean, I'm sure they'll be fine, but I still feel bad for them. Some, some poor sad bastard at, you know, pick your favorite car online card retailer is going to have to figure out how to do that in their back end and have to keep track of it. Yeah. Take that eBay. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah, that's going to suck for them, but them's the breaks now. It Let's is. talk about other people that sell cards and what yeah. they're doing. Uh, not yet, actually. Or not. Uh, sorry, I rearranged my tabs, but didn't rearrange the... Uh, yeah, monster yeah, we know how you work. Thing. Okay, so something that happened a few weeks ago that we just missed uh, was this. Uh, Li Shi Chen during his uh, during an interview uh, made an obvious political statement. He put on the red scarf covering his face and uh, mentioned Hong Kong and didn't get any sort of you know bannings or anything because of it. But this is the first that we could think of. Disqualifying that again that we could think of blatantly political statement made during a magic tournament this like blatantly right that i can recall okay but we completely missed it for a variety of reasons but we we just did our bad uh but this uh was in fact we didn't even i didn't even hear about this until these guys brought it up before the show i was like oh uh, so that's, that's, uh, an interesting mm, change, maybe, maybe. And to be, to be clear, Watsy didn't say this is totally cool. They just didn't say anything. They didn't say anything. They didn't. Which is a statement in the current climate. It, it is. Yeah. yeah. They didn't, uh, they didn't pull a, a, a blizzard and, uh, uh find him or ban him or anything although just 
as a thing. Blizzard did have rules about that sort of thing in place before he did before Blitzjung did that. So that's what they did. Watsy mm. either doesn't or it went nope. <laughs> either way. Uh so this weekend at uh Mythic Championship whatever. Six. Is it six? Yeah. Okay. At Mythic Not Championship Country. Six. Uh, this happened. Uh, Autumn Burchett had two lands with, uh, no turfs on gruel turf and trans rights or human rights written on it. And she was asked to remove these from her deck. Now, these also had, uh, the artist's name scratched out and were on the, well, okay. So these were a definite statement based on uh i don't know how to word this jump in here feel free to help me out (laughs) oh no go ahead you're doing fine i am not (laughs) um okay so i'm just gonna say um this was a definite statement with relation to um the artist of the said cards because the artist's name is also scribbled through at the bottom correct and a reaction to the community perception of the use of that artist (laughs) yeah now after autumn tweeted this out twitter exploded oh and to be clear just underneath uh, you'll see another uh, tweet from autumn to be clear this was watch a a wizard's decision not the judges correct okay so this is not some rogue person at the tournament decided you know what these need to go no no no. this this came from higher up carry on Judges catch enough hell, so. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, Autumn was asked to remove these from her deck. Uh, her, their their deck, sorry. I'm working on it. But, uh, Twitter exploded. And, well, Twitter exploded, right? With, obviously, Watsy doesn't think trans rights are human rights. Which is obviously not the case if you follow wizards. They have been very progressive on lots of fronts. So, I don't think that was it. Uh, Brian David Marshall said he thought it might be because this could be viewed as an attack on an individual. Which, let's be real, it was. And later, Autumn tweeted this, tweeted this, that these other lands, with the same things written on them, were approved for their deck. So, I, I think that BDM was probably right. It was this bit right here. This could be viewed as an attack on a specific individual. One thing to really important to notice that to the best of my ability to look and for any of us, there was never a statement of why these are okay and those weren't. Correct. Or anything to the effect yeah, of I have not seen this anything. is how you can extrapolate what you should do in the future. Like we don't know. So most of what people are saying about this is extrapolation, not reporting on an actual policy. 
including everything we're about to say is going to be terribly rampant speculation. We have no more news than other people have, but we will try to minimize running with things when we don't have that to actually base it on. So Uh, Exactly. Now, my first thought after seeing, dang it, this original tweet was Watsi is trying to uh, not have these blatant political statements on camera at one of their big events. Which was probably the case. It was probably the case. Let's be real. Uh, because, of course, trans rights are human rights. Yes, because trans people are people. And if that is a problem for you, you are clearly an idiot. Is that a hot take? Is that a hot take? I mean, I really if anyone who sees that as a hot take... They're clearly an idiot. ...is defined as an idiot. So <laughs> I think you've got a pretty defensible bout of logic there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the... A lot of my thoughts based on the initial reaction were that it was about the words, because I didn't actually notice that the artist's name was scribbled through um, when I just took my initial look at it on my phone. Right. Uh, but then when the others were given the green light with the text all in place, like the only differences now are which art slash card frame slash whatever were used, still the same cards, obviously, and who did it, because none of the artist's names are scribbled through on the approved ones. Yeah. So. so, it could be that Watsi saw this and went, mm-mm, and then backpedaled after the backlash and appro- approved these. Or it could be that, as I said, this, this, was, this was totally not just a political statement, but let's not mince words. This is an attack on a specific individual. Whether you agree with said individual or not is beside the point. That's what this was. So that could be the case, but I'm sure that that will probably, this is my opinion, be the line that Watsi draws unless they just change all of their rules regarding card alterations (laughs) after this. Because this is a can of worms that I don't know if Watsi was ready for. Yeah, so here's here's what I will say. A, a couple of things to keep in mind, because I know that there have been a lot of really strong feelings about this, uh, and I, I don't want to engage in both sidesism, but yeah, there have been some really strong feelings about this. Um, Watsi, as a corporation, and this isn't even necessarily appealing to, uh, you know, uh, Big Brother Hasbro in the background, but Watsi as a corporation would probably prefer it if no one ever makes any political statements at a high level tournament, because anything that distracts from the tournament at all, they probably don't want to be involved in quite frankly. Um, That being said, it's, it's fairly easy in a case like this for, for those of us who, uh, as I I guess, as Chewie would say, are not idiots for us to go, well, clearly this is fine. Right. Trans rights, our human rights, that's plainly true. Uh, and that's fine in this case. But uh, if, if you try and think about it in a, in a broader sense, and I'm not trying to make excuses for Watsi, I'm not trying to say that their stance or lack thereof of a stance uh, is, is okay. 
What I'm trying to say is they have a bigger picture to think about here. And that bigger picture is what is acceptable. Do we draw that line now? Do we leave it blurry? And if we leave it blurry now, what happens? What happens uh, a month from now or six months from now when someone makes some sort of a political statement that isn't so, you know, clearly in the right now, what do you do? Do you say that they can't? And then how do you, how do you make your alterations policy uh, adjust for this? Cause right now the alterations policy doesn't actually say anything about politics or political statements or anything like that. Uh, the current alteration policy, which I can go look up the actual language, but you can find it relatively easily. It's like section 3.3 of the MTR, I believe. Um, the current alterations policy is mainly there to make sure that you don't have alterations that make a card look like a different card causing confusion and that you don't have an alteration that is obviously offensive to everyone. We're looking at you with the horrible, horrible, disgusting porn alteration of your cards, right? It's those sorts of things that they were trying to get at. Yeah. So, so I suspect that that alteration policy will be changing soon. Because, like, trans rights are human rights, yes. There are people in the world that don't agree with that. I happen to think those people are idiots. But, would these same people that are all up in arms be okay if someone had a Make America Great Again written on their, uh, written on their cards? Was it done in an ironic way? Does Let's say no for the purposes of this uh, okay. statement. All right. Well, I'm I'm just I'm just saying sure. it could go either way. Because, like, uh, then you start to get into that, uh, and you know there are people out there that would do that. You know there are. Uh, yeah, so. actually, uh, MTG Dad just brought up something in chat, and I could see this happening. Uh, I could see them making an alteration to the policy that specifically calls out coverage, that you're not allowed to use altered cards yes. during a coverage match, period, end of discussion. I'm actually surprised that's already not the case. Well, we haven't yet had anything this high profile occur no, I just that mean, I'm aware of. In general, I'm surprised that that's not the case. You, okay, well, if you've got an altered card, then we will provide you with a non-altered version for when you're on camera. I mean, much in the same way that they try and make you use uh, their tokens when on camera. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I know SCG had a policy to use SCG tokens yeah. on coverage, but, you know, they had a they had a vested interest in trying to sell SCG tokens, quite frankly. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I suspect that where they're probably going to come out from this is going to be that you cannot make alterations to cards or you'll have to use like you know approved cards when doing top eights um considering coverage can be against literally anyone in the non-top eight part of the event based on who gets paired with you know the high profile player that they want to use um i don't know that they'll be able to enforce that all the way down but i suspect that for those i also suspect anyone who is under contract as you know one of the people in the various leagues or whatever that Wizards is compensating, this will become a policy, even if it's not a wide policy, because they can just tell them that and they have to do it. Um, I I don't think they want to be in the business of deciding 
what messages are okay and what ones aren't because that is an entire world that they don't want no one wants to really touch it like we have public discourse we have courts we have all kinds of people that try to figure out what's okay and what's not and it also goes into the realm of what if there's a symbol and no one knows it's bad until later because it's only known in a subculture and then it blows up that way like there's way too much to police i i don't think that they've got good options here can i make a flippant joke to try and diffuse the situation is that okay uh soon but not yet okay let me know Um, when i can yeah i i just think that (laughs) ultimately they're either going to not say anything here and continue to just handle things as they come up and we'll be like okay that's obnoxious but it's going to affect a small number of people there will be twitter explosions and then we'll roll it back and you know continue on again um or they'll release policy, at which point we'll discuss the policy, the implications of that policy, and what that means for them as an organization. But for right now, while they haven't done anything, we all are bringing our own views as to what's right and what's not right into this. And because we obviously don't all agree on that, that's why they're in the situation. So, yeah, kind of where I'm at on that one. So now clues, diffuse. Okay, if, if I can just uh, diffuse, possibly segue. Um I will go a step further and say not only does Watsi not really want to be in the uh, uh, the role of deciding what's okay and what's not okay, but we also don't want Watsi to be in the role of deciding what's okay and not okay. Not okay. Accurate. These are the people who printed Oko in standard and thought that was okay. <laughs> they thought that putting okay in his name made it okay. That's not good <laughs> yeah. logic. Yeah. That's not their job, though. They're busy hiding in the back of a room and trying to make magic cards. They're not going to know everything that's going on. And no one can. So Accurate. So, yeah, but in these, uh, let's say, politically charged times, let's, let's, don't let's be surprised when this comes up again and again and again. Until Watsi decides, you know what, this is dumb, we're done. And they change some sort of policy. My advice to us as people that are watching these things play out is if you see something like this come up again, you can show support for a person and their views without attacking other people. Like, And this is mainly in the comments and stuff. Like, I've just, every time something comes up, like, the sides are drawn pretty hard and yeah, a lot of the time, like, there is a pretty clearly, in my view, correct side on this. But as with the rest of Twitter, yelling at people there doesn't actually make anything better. It just makes it harder. So be supportive. Don't be destructive. And when it comes to, like, actually controlling the stuff, that's on Watsi. That's not on us. And whenever possible, attack the position, not the person. If I can put that in there. Well, yeah. But yeah, oh, MTG Dad's right again. Wheaton's Law is a thing. Yeah, rule one, no dying. Rule two, don't be a dick. It's very simple. All right. Well, that was heavy. Let's go to something. What do we got as a palate cleanser? Let's go to something that instead of making clues depressed about human nature, we'll make clues depressed about magic. Now we're going to do this. (laughs) All right, let's see here. 
There we go. So, yes, the mm-hmm. SCG Tour has... Is it up on screen? Uh, there? Yeah, yeah, has released an update okay. to the schedule. And, yep, right here. Starting in 2020, as was predicted by us right here on this show, yeah. the Legacy format will no longer be utilized as part of the SCG Tour, and we will instead spotlight the format, the format at select special events such as one or both of our SCGCon Magic the Gathering conventions. Meanwhile, Pioneer is taking its place. There will be individual Pioneer Opens. Team Constructed Opens will be Standard, Modern, and Pioneer. Uh, Classics, Invitational Qualifiers, and Open Trials. Yup. And they've released the schedule from January up to June of, uh, well, January up to March of next year. We've got uh, Pioneer in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All seven, in fact. Uh, there, there's a Pioneer Classic at all seven of these uh, SG yeah. events. And there, are I, two... I'd like to do what? I'd like to point out the strangeness of the phrase Pioneer Classic. By the way, oh, that is weird. That's like yeah. modern classic, you know, whatever. Which is also yeah. strange, but like Pioneer <laughs> Classic is in the format that barely exists. It's in constant flux. So classic. If, uh, if I could, can I, can I interject some editorial comments here? Uh, it, it, if it's going to be what I was about to go into, yes, by all means. Yeah, so uh, my friends, raise a glass. Raise a glass today. Well, okay, empty, the 7th. But... The seventh of November was was a sad, sad day. But here's here's to you, Legacy. Once the king of all formats, always the king of all formats. But now we are we are basically vintage. <laughs> we are a niche format. We have no we have no continuing, ongoing, repeating tournament support. But we will always live on. We will in our in our hearts. We will always be legacy players, even if we have nowhere to play. So here's to you, legacy. I wish this were more than just water. So on the plus side, clues. Yeah. You don't have to worry about the reserve list anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, silver linings, I suppose. I guess. So the bad right, news look. is that we nuked your entire body. The good news is we got the cancer. We, that's right. You're dead now, but so is it. So is it. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand SCG's decision here. I, I cannot I cannot fault them for this in any way, shape, or form. You you've got to understand Star City Games is a business. And their business is not tournaments. Their business is selling cards. Their business is creating value and then selling things to you. Right. And this is... Oh, hey, thank you, Pinball Witch. Oh, Pinball Witch through 88 bits. One bit for every card for band every in card Legacy. Band for clues. Legacy. Oh. There's really just the one that was so got. important. <laughs> just the one that was so important. Uh, but SCG is a business and their business is selling cards. And this was the best business decision that they could make. And I understand that. I, I really do. Uh, it makes me very, very sad. 
But it is what it is. Uh, someone in, in chat uh, said we always have Eternal Weekend. Oh, that was MTG Dad again. Yes, th- there is always Eternal Weekend, and that will <laughs> one bit for every Legacy player. Thank you, Globby Rocks. Uh, <laughs> one bit. Oh. Oh, one I wonder if it stopped firing. That's there. a bummer. Oh. He says, Man, as if Legacy is... didn't do better than Standard in every single SCG event. Yeah, that's... Uh, they should have actually in, in recent memory, standards. yeah. They should have... Yes. Yeah, they should have dropped standard, at least right now. But in the long term, yeah, I get why they did this. And it is a sad, sad day. Because they already sold all the staples and had to get new staples for you to buy. I'm not saying Legacy is dead. Star City said that. Now, we should Uh, remember why Legacy had such uh, a, a big renaissance over the last several years. Do you remember why? Star City Games. Yeah, because Star City Games spent a long time buying up legacy staples from shops all across the country. And uh, once they had what they felt was enough, they launched all these legacy events, which made legacy a high-profile format, which drove up the price of legacy cards immensely. And then they went and profited on it. So I guess it's only fitting that they're the ones that put it out to pasture. (laughs) Well, admittedly, we can we can say this about Star City, but Wizards abandoned Legacy. Oh yeah, Wizards. Star City kept it going and eventually pulled the plug. Yeah, that's why I said Star City gave it this like this this return in its twilight years. Yay. But they didn't do that because they loved Legacy. And they no. didn't do that because you love Legacy. They did that because no. they could sell cards. They did, they did that because they could convince you that you loved Legacy. Uh, and yeah. you could pay them. The important thing to understand is that they got Legacy and they kept Legacy on life support while they harvested all the organs. Once they were done selling the Legacy organs, they didn't need it anymore. So okay, they turned a, it off. That's a little harsh. I mean, look, uh, Watsy, long-term Watsy can't really support Legacy, period, because of the reserve list. So they had no vested interest in keeping it going. They would occasionally throw us a bone, and that was fine. And then Star City did it as long as there was a profit in it. But wow, I can see how new and exciting and shiny formats like Pioneer, they can go, you know what? We've got a lot of those cards and we can sell those because although some of them are expensive, they're not legacy expensive. Oh, no, 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 no. Exactly. For for every one legacy player that can afford to buy all of these dual lands, we've got like 20 Pioneer players that can afford all these not dual lands. Let's do that. Pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. So, in conclusion, Pioneer dealt combat damage to the creature with Monarch. And clues now is... It had... it had poisonous. Aw. Well, that makes me doubly sad. Hey, most of the... No. A lot of the poison cards are still around. Thanks, Phyrexia. Gross. Anyway, so... that's over. Yeah. Can we talk about something happy? Is there something happy in these show notes? Please? No. Oh, well, okay. Uh, toys? Sure. Yeah, you like toys, Clues? Clues? You like yeah, toys? I do like toys. toys. I like toys a lot. Yay. Well, okay, hang on. This isn't cropped properly. Uh, let's do that. There we go. Uh, so, you remember a few weeks ago we talked about the uh, 
a toy hall of fame thing yeah. and magic yeah. was was on the ballot well it turns out what happened this year was matchbox cars wow yep magic and coloring book made it into the national toy hall of fame oh you know what's really gonna make you happy clues what's that among the 12 finalists who didn't make it were yes. top so, uh, <laughs> yeah. legacy yes. top one the last top, time one <laughs> One last time, I stab at thee. Yes. I am bummed that Masters of the Universe didn't make it in, but, you know. Wow, hey, could I get you, Chewy, if I if I give you a link, I'm going to put it in the chat so that you can go to it. Can you go to this link for me, Chewy? This is a cookie, cookie clicker, I swear to God. It's not, it's not. <laughs> I, look, look, that was, that was beginning of the show, Clues. This is sad. This is old, sad clues. This is old and wise clues who has learned from his errors and how and they I brought down to, the call three times. Do you want me to click on this to, picture? I want you to click on that third picture. You see the third picture in? Is that the one that you got open now? Ooh, Mirage and Corset 2020. Mirage, Corset 2020, and it looks like That's some a freaking Semite healer right there, baby. Latinam's Legacy. Legacy made it. <laughs> it's, Legacy got it. It's some random cards somebody had lying around. It is. Latinam's Legacy, Samite Healer, A Plains, Pearled Unicorn, An Island, Banalish Hero, and Another Island. This is just someone's old-ass It's <laughs> just deck. somebody's old cards. Yeah. And if you look at the, the magic backs in the background, they're just beat up. Look at those yeah. corners. This is just someone's old blue-white deck that they had from, like, when they were a kid. Seems right. <laughs> That's hilarious. And they found a Mirage. This isn't just a Mirage booster. This is a Mirage nope. freaking, uh, uh, what was it's this like called? Tournament pack. Is that what it, no, that's, yeah. was that what it was called back then? Um. I thought tournament pack came later. No, it did. Because starter, starter box. Cards. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's a Mirage starter and a Corset 2020 booster. Oh, that is a pretty good opening hand now that you mention it. Huh, Nice. <laughs> That's so yeah, that's, nice. that's pretty funny. You know, Whoa. It's, uh, it's great that uh, magic is in the Hall of Fame. I like that. Um, I also like that they were joined by Coloring Book because it's Coloring Book. How could that not be in the Toy Hall of Fame already? I, I appreciate that Indeed. magic and Coloring Book both care a lot about colors and this... matchbox cars. That's kind of the differentiating trait there, too. I am almost certain that I had this Days of the Dinosaur coloring book, too. Like, seriously, I I think I had this. I was all about I, dinosaurs when I was a kid. And I also now. think that um, if you run into Mark Rosewater at any point in the future, you can now tell him that magic is officially a toy. Guys, Ooh, look at this yeah. other picture. We've got Mystic Compass as an example. Oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I do like that they also included a magic novel in the first picture in that gallery. It's, it's the Thran. Along with what looks like a white deck below that. Mm. Wait, what are we talking about? I think that's a circle of protection white, maybe. I can't tell. Oh, over here. You mean the least useful one? That was the least useful one, accurate. Yeah, Banalish Hero, Pearl Unicorns, that is, no, 
That art Which... is blue. I think that's COP blue. Okay. All right. And what the hell is that? Oh, is that glasses of Urza? I think that's no, that's Urza's glasses. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. I can't make it. It looks like it says glass, but glasses of Urza isn't a thing, isn't it? Called Urza's glasses? No, it's it's Urza's sunglasses. Is it glasses of Urza? Mm-hmm. Damn it! Before my time, man. Gatherer. I just hope that this Deckmaster game survives. Mm. It is glasses of Urza. Nice. And then circle of protection. Blue. Alpha. Is that is that the art we were just looking at? Uh Yep, it was blue. God, the fact that I was able to recognize that from this tiny little sliver of art actually kind of worries me. It's a very tiny sliver of art. Also, but... if you go and look at the last picture in that gallery, they sent Jace to the induction ceremony. It was uh-huh. either that or, you know, he had to go and be the guild pack. And that's not happening. No, he lost that job. Admittedly, he probably doesn't remember why he's at the induction ceremony either. He's got some problems. <laughs> look at all those giant islands. That's that's just wrong. Just wrong. You know that real islands are also big clues. They're terrible. Whoa. Grizzly bears and arcane flight. This is adorable. Oh, it's coloring book. I get it. Ah, that's funny. I like it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> All right. You feel better now, clues. Uh, well, I, I did until I saw those islands. If it makes you feel better, Mickey and Minnie are burying islands in that picture. Take that islands. Did, did you guys you know that you, you remember the matchbox hot wheels? Like, like uh, rivalry back in the day. Um, barely. I think I might have been too young to understand it. Let's say yes. Oh, it was like Nintendo and Genesis. Or yeah, except like Genesis, as a child, except... they were both just cars to me. Yeah, except they were cars. Well, did you know that Hot Wheels and Matchbox are both? I'm pretty sure owned by the same company now. Is it Disney? Were they at the time? No, at the time they were I actual rivalries. So. Yeah. Actual rivals, rather, is the word I was looking for. But I'm pretty sure that uh, Matchbox was bought by... Well, Matchbox is owned by Mattel. Who owns Mattel? Disney? That's my go-to joke. Wait, well, who owns Hot Wheels? Working on that. I don't actually know these things. Oh, and hey, in the Hydrox Oreo Wars, just know that Hydrox came first. Um, I think Mattel owns Mattel. Oh, well, that would make sense. Hot Wheels is owned by Mattel. Yeah. Mattel owns a lot of stuff. Let's Neat. see. Uh, yeah, they own Hot Wheels and Matchbox now. Yeah, because Mattel and, bought uh, Tyco Toys, the then owner of Matchbox. Let's see. Introduced and by WWE. Lesney. Introduced by Lesney Products in 1953. Now we're learning. And at some point they were sold to Tyco, and then Mattel bought Tyco Toys. Yeah. Consolidation. 
So they're actually the same company now. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> Barely six companies. Just accept that everything you know, it's Nestle. Nestle owns it. Ah. Like, whatever it is, Nestle secretly owns it. All right, then. So, uh, I think all we have left now is just... Uh... It's it's just the other thing, right? Tournament. Uh, random Kho threw a hundred bits and says it is Remembrance Day in Canada, and uh, just Chewy to say lest we forget. I don't. Okay. Lest we forget what? I don't. I don't know what Remembrance Day is. I'm not. I'm not a Canadian, which is a thing I increasingly regret. <laughs> While we're learning, what is Remembrance Day? Remembrance Day. Memorial Observed, blah, 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 blah. Da, 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 da. Oh, it's like Veterans Day here. The members of their armed service. Oh, the armed forces who have died in the line of duty. So it's not quite Veterans Day. It's like Memorial Day here, right? Is that Memorial Day? I always get all these things confused. And you guys can't hear me, can you? Oh, I'm sorry. You guys were roboting, and so I'm trying to figure out which of my tabs is like making the robot. I think it's Chewy because I I heard a lot of roboting out of him too. Okay, I'm sorry. Is it Wikipedia? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Oh well. So I was picking out like every third word you said. And I didn't want to confuse things by asking. Okay. Questions. Well, can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Okay. So apparently, so you... Remembrance Day is like our Memorial Day. I think. Cool. All right. Okay. I will try to remember that. Well, lest we forget. Now, so I think all we have left is, is tournaments, right? Uh, yes. And they were all standard, right? Uh, standard and, and mixed standard format. plus yeah. draft. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so. in that case, elk. All right, so, yeah, uh, Mythic Championship, <clears throat> click on the thing, Mythic, Mythic Championship 6 happened, because that's where all the thing with Autumn took place, uh... Uh, spoilers, Andre Strasky won. Just says it right there on the screen. Jeez, I was trying to... Is that really a spoiler since we came here to find out who won? I was trying to lead into that, but look, it just blam right there on the screen. Like, Thanks. Blah, picture. Thanks, All coverage. Right. Uh, let's see here. What was he playing? He was playing Simic Food. Imagine that. Uh, quick, who is it? PV was in second, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. All right, Paulo Vitor Damaderoso was also playing Simic Food. Good old PV. Good to see him finishing well. Who's in third and fourth? Um, third and fourth are uh, Sebastian Pozo. Uh, pretty sure that's Pozzo, but okay. Sebastian Pozzo okay. playing Simic Food. All right. And was that Christensen? Yep. Playing Sultai Food. Oh, mixing see, it up. That's different. Different mm. flavor, literally, of food. All right, and then the rest we've got in no particular order: uh, Louis Samuel, Martin Food, Teamer Food, Del Tour playing Sultai Food, Austin Bursevich on Sultai Food, Ellie Cassis on Golgari Adventure. What? What? You fool! <laughs> and I'm missing one: Andrew Cunio playing the Selesnia Adventure deck. Wow! Ladies and gentlemen, two NAF decks. 
Well, no, I think the two adventure decks are different enough. So one, okay. two... Two and three quarter decks. Three... I was going to say it like three and a quarter. Because <laughs> you've got the the two adventures, that's two, and then food, and then other food, so that's one and a quarter. All right, Kogari Adventure. Uh-huh, yeah. Hmm, rankle. Sorry, I'm just looking over this deck list. It seemed... Two clues. adventures, a gruel, and a pizza place. Clues is so cute. All right, so that's what they were playing in the top eight and then the constructed portion of the Mythic Championship. Uh, we're, you know what? We're not going to look at these deck lists in depth because it's standard and standard sucks. So you moving on. Crashing Bronto Dave. Good old Bronto Dave. All right, let's go to the other bit of Richmond. There was a, a GP. Well, there's a Magic Fest going on at the same time, so there Magic was Fest a GP. Plus. <clears throat> what? Magic Fest Plus. Yeah, it's a Magic Fest Plus because there was a pro to uh, crap a Mythic Championship. There you, there go. you go. It'll be Players Tour next year, and that will be easier to remember, even though it's the third one in a row. Yeah. But anyway, all right. So Abe Corrigan won. Oh, let's see what he was playing. He was playing uh, Sultai Sacrifice. No, I don't want 5% off. Damn it, Channel Fireball. <laughs> Hang on. But that's a nickel percent. Yeah, there we go. All right, he was playing Sultai Sacrifice with Massacre Girl, which makes everything better. Massacre Girl is Bay. Um, <laughs> Look at all those Veil of Summer. In oh the my God, are board. these in order? Huh? These are in order. Yeah. What? At so, least the, I checked the first few, and they're in order. Reed Duke, who was newly inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, at this event, took second, playing Sultai Food, because of course. <laughs> For Veil of Summer. Oh yeah. I'm paying attention for that now. Uh, well, you're going to see a lot of them. Yeah, I am. Uh, let's see here. I don't know how to say his name. Is it, like, Haoxian Wang? Maybe? Could be. Playing Sultai Food. Two villains. Zachary Keen was playing Sultai Sacrifice. A lot of Sultai going on up in here. Whether it's food or not, there's there's still always Oko. Two Vail of Summer. Corey Burkhart, also on Sultai Sacrifice. Two Veil of Summer. Luca Magni, also on Sultai Sacrifice. Two Veil of Summer. <laughs> and then uh, Julian Berteau on uh, Teamer Reclamation. Two Veil of Summer. <laughs> All right. And then Jonathan Sukunik, I think, on Jeskai Fires. Nothing. Just a completely different thing. Just going an on. empty deck list. So this was uh, slightly different. We had more than three and a quarter decks. We actually had uh, two, three, four decks. Yeah, take that. <laughs> That's called variety. Yeah. Huh. So Fine. there you go, and that's that's literally everything. 
No zombie fields. Clues, what in the green hell is this giant link? Oh, just click on it. It's fine. There's so much tracking in that link, Clues. There is. I'm sorry. I got to it. A we are time. all throwing off the metrics now, and it's your fault. We are. Oh, okay. It's the... You could have just... The metagame breakdown. Told yeah, me to I click on found... the metagame breakdown button. I know. Look, I found it a different way, and then I found it there, and I'm like, it's too late. I've already pasted it. So here we are. We could have clicked on it. We had to make a big deal out so of it. Yeah, here, here here's the day two metagame breakdown where it was 20 billion percent food. Uh, okay, wait. Wait, what is this for? This is Channel Fireball, so this is at the GP. Uh, we have to point out that in the Mythic Championship... I think it was, was it 69% of people were playing Oko? Something ridiculous. Something like that, yeah. I think it was that number, because I remember, nice, following it. But. I mean, that's science. Damn. But this is the, at the the GP, so we've got Sultai Food at 20, damn near 30% of the field of day two. Sultai Sacrifice sitting at, oh, let's say 12-ish? 12 or 13. Yeah, 12 or 13. Simic food at, like, 11. And then it drops from there. Hard. Yeah. And then here's the other. Other. Three Simic Flash. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There were ten other decks. Total. I'm, I'm looking forward to when Rakdos Knights comes out on the PlayStation 4. Oh, here's our percentages. Sultai food was twenty nine point five one percent. Yep. Sultai sacrifice was thirteen. Simic food was eleven and a half. Yeah. 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 This uh, this standard sucks. I'm glad I don't play standard. <laughs> oh, exact percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I I was I found it eventually. <laughs> so uh yeah i guess we're done right Standard. are we done is that enough i think we're pretty close yeah pretty sure that's enough yeah before we have more technical freaking difficulties that's probably as i so wrap it up yeah let's wrap it up okay so um i'll go first because i always do that's consistency what? Um, so yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SqueeOmeletAbob. There's no Iron Goblin because it was busy conducting this poll last week, oh, which yeah. is neat. Um, and I tweeted out, I think it was Wednesday morning, um, on November 6th. So yeah, that's Wednesday morning. Um, I was curious to know how many of the people that both, you know, follow us on Twitter and are willing to like do polls have been sticking around with Monday Night Magic and for how long. So I sort of popped up the question of when did you join and what brought you there? And it was in a little poll and we got 156 votes. So that's kind of cool. It's more than I was expecting. Um, but a third of you have been around since way back in like the before Chewy times of Monday Night Magic, which is a strange and foreign time at this point. I, I took um, over in 2011. Yeah. So, so yeah. This was back when um, Legacy was still format. Um, but, yeah. Um, and so, um, 46% of you um, joined between 
2011-2014, so like first three years that Chewie was there, and that also covers the time when Clues and I joined. So, neat. And then I did 2015-2018, which is about a fifth people, and that's kind of reflecting like the most recent stretch of it, so that's cool. And then like, I, I guess like one or two people joined this year, so first of all, kudos to you for joining, but that was just interesting to me. Um, but these are really neat for me because I work in marketing, and I like to know things like about the audience and what they're looking for. But also interesting for me was actually seeing from the people that stopped listening. Like, I want to know why. Like, I mean, if we angered you, do you miss things? Life just busy, stuff like that. So like, if you, you know, weren't aware that I did this, but you'd still like to tell us, like, please do. We like to know what we're doing right or wrong. Like we've changed up the format a bit over time. Um, once upon a time, we started with the tournaments and we spent way more time on the tournaments. And we eventually put those near the end of the show and dialed it back a bit. And I think the show is better for it. Um, but Expect rather than to be dialed back slightly even more. Yeah. <laughs> As you can tell from this week, we have no desire to dig deep into elk format. Like we know the decks are. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, do you remember when we were still going to all of the decks when they were all Abzan? Like we don't ever want to get to that point again. Um, Abzan blue. <laughs> I think my favorite was, like, Bantless Abzan. And then you spend a while trying to figure out what that means, and you're like, what? <laughs> this is ridiculous Wait, concept. Bantless Abzan is mono-black, right? <laughs> yeah. It's mono-black, and it's, like, negative blue. So, you know, if you wanted to combine <laughs> Chewie's deck and Clues' deck, there you go. Um, which is fun. Uh, but, yeah, so, like... That's neat. Like, tell us things like that. We really do like feedback. We do look for it because um, this is obviously a thing that we do each week, and we want to make sure that people are enjoying it. And it's really helpful, especially, like, you know, if you're in the chat, you can tell us immediately, and then we'll be like, yeah, thanks for that input. But if you're someone who's just listening to the MP3s, or you're watching it on YouTube, like, comment sometime. Care yeah. about what you think, too. And we don't get to hear from you as much, so... As much fun as it is letting the people in the chat dictate the whole discourse, they're also the people that are in the chat. So they're already, you know, used to staring at our silly pixelated faces. So we want to know what the people who don't do that thing. So just give us some feedback. Keep doing that. Don't be surprised if I ask some more questions in the future because, again, I work in marketing and I like to know things and I'm curious about it. Um, none of this is indicative of, like, you know, haha, we need to know how long you've been here for like a specific action. I just like knowing stuff. So cool. Like other than that, um, less magic related and more me related. This is my new toy. So I want to show it to you. It's not specifically squeeze toy, but it's my toy. Um, this is a Harry Potter style magic wand, um, which I don't really care that much about those. But the reason that it's cool, in my opinion, is that this wood right here is made from an actual Doctor Who TARDIS that was used in filming of Doctor Who. Huh. Um, one of my friends managed to acquire some of the wood from one of the... It was like Doctor Who and the Daleks was the piece that it was used on. And then they reused it again in a charity thing about eight years ago. And so someone bought it, and it was cool. And they're like, ah, oh, I know the best thing I can do with this. I'm going to leave it outside so people can see it. And then weather happens. And that was a bad choice. Bit. And so they had all of this, like, not the best wood lying around. Because these things were made for filming, not for, you know, being left outside. So um, 
like my friend managed to acquire a lot of the um, still intact interior wood from it. And one of his jobs, like one of his side jobs is like he makes um, magic wands and other kinds of stuff for selling at conventions. And he said, hey, who wants to get in on actual Doctor Who TARDIS magic wands? And I'm like, that's the kind of unique nerd stuff that I do just buy on impulse and then possibly regret later. That is like super double secret nerd. <laughs> yeah, is. that's like ridiculously uber nerd. So like this is going to be in the same case with my um, death note signed by George R. R. Martin because all of these things entertain me and that's the kind of stuff that I buy. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to show that off a little bit because I <laughs> think it's really neat. Um, I guess now I will hand it over to Clues. All right. Hey, I don't have anything nearly that cool, I'm afraid. Although that is really cool. Thank you, Squee, for sharing that with us. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, if you want to hear more from me, I'm on the Twitters, at LockLuze, spelled just like it is in the show notes. Uh, I'll be at PAX Unplugged in about a month, give or take. Yeah, it's like, wow, that is only like a month from now. Huh. The future. Sometime in the future, I will be at PAX Unplugged, hopefully. Um, other things, I guess, did anybody catch the transit of Mercury this morning? Mercury was transiting the sun. Wait, what time this morning? Uh, God awful early. Oh, no, definitely not. (laughs) That's fair. Uh, We were completely clouded out here. In fact, it was snowing. So I'm just going to have to go watch the video on the internet, just like everybody else. Oh, right, yeah. Also, like, if you're in the, like, southeast or the east coast, it's cold tomorrow. Uh, Yeah. It's going to be really cold, like, unexpectedly cold if you weren't paying attention. Agreed. Um, I, I shoveled a driveway this morning. That was great. Then I drove really slowly because there was snow everywhere. So yeah, um, we're, we're going to do cold snap in the not found behind, you know, a filing cabinet from 15 years earlier, cold snap sense. But like, it's just going to be really cold. Like the temperature is going to drop like 30 or 40 degrees overnight. Yeah. So be aware. Watch for that. Where was that again? Here. Oh, because my weather app shows 49 tomorrow, 40 the next day. So the lows tomorrow are in the 20s. Well, the lows, yeah, but when the highs are in the 40s. it's going to be staying yeah, at the lows sense. for most of the yeah. day. You guys going to be okay down there? I'm worried I mean, about we'll you. be fine. It's just colder than expected. Dude, I finally turned the heat on two days ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I turned mine my heat's on. been on for Friday. some time now. Otherwise, I would be frozen. I turned it on on Friday, but I did it mainly because I wanted to make sure it worked before I needed it. Hey, we I, just got a host. You got that first heat on smell out of the way. Artful takedown. Thank you for the host. Nice. Sadly, we're almost done. Oh. But hey, you know. Oh no, I'm I'm so sorry, MTG Dad. By the way, I'm so so sorry. Who's your monster? I am. I am. I guess I'll just kick it over to Chewy. Take Fair it away, enough. Chewy. Since you're the worst. And hey, thanks for the follow, too. Yay. Uh, welcome to the end of Monday Night Magic. Hurrah. Uh, this is... Wait, what am I doing? Right, I have to do the sign-off thing. So, hi, I'm Chewy. Uh, here hi, on twitch.tv slash themanapool, I stream things. I stream Monday Night Magic on, uh, well, Monday nights. Stream the Mana Pool on most Thursday nights. I'm not sure if we'll do one this Thursday night. Because Brian's on a cruise, which means it would 
it would really just be me because Dirk is is Dirk and Mike doesn't have much to say. So yeah. I'm fairly certain that we're not doing a show to, uh, this week, but I might be wrong. Pinball Wits through 12 bits for Doctor Who Would, The Death of Legacy, and Chewie's Internet Issues. It would, That pretty much sums up the show, yeah. That's a long title, though. And it does. Uh, <laughs> uh, over on... I stream other stuff throughout the week, too. Over on uh, YouTube.com slash TheManaPool, I have at least one YouTube video that goes up every day. Uh, here lately, I just finished Bloodstained Curse of the Moon earlier last week. It's good stuff. Uh, right now, it's Dota Underlords and Hearthstone Battlegrounds videos going up. Both of the auto-battler genre. Uh, one is the, the Dota one that's a full auto-battler. Hearthstone Battlegrounds is the new inside Hearthstone sort of like baby's first auto-battler game. Which mm. I say that without... Like, dis- d- no disparaging or, or malice or, or anything like that. It's a really good introduction to the genre. It's accessible. <laughs> Cause, yeah, it's very accessible compared to, like, Teamfight Tactics or Dota Underlords. Uh, so, and it goes into open beta on Tuesday, the 12th. So, hey, if you're watching this on YouTube and it's not ready yet, it will be shortly. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for to play that with Mike, honestly, my Manipool co-host. Uh, yeah. But those are the videos that are going up right now. Starting very soon, though, I will have some Link's Awakening videos going up. I'm pretty sure it's going to start a YouTube series. It's so wide open that it's it's hard to start, if that makes sense. Like... The games that I've been playing here lately are, you know, they're levels. And it's, okay, you do this level, that's a video. You do this level, that's a video. Yeah. Uh, But with a game like uh, Link's Awakening, which is essentially an open world game, it's hard to, yeah, I have to get the pacing down for where to cut episodes and how the episodes flow and what to, to edit in and out. And it's... It's going to take me a while to, to actually get in that mindset and get it right, which is why you've got Battlegrounds and Dota Underlords videos going up right now. Uh, yeah, also, because I had a... What did I drive? 17 hours on Friday last week, and I still haven't fully recovered from that. You attacked mountains and came out on the other side. Uh, yeah. It was, it, it was a hell of a drive. And then I was tired, and still am. So yeah, I haven't had the mental wherewithal to make that happen. But anyway, anyway, what else? I guess that's it for the content. So yay! And then, in general, Manipool Productions is a Patreon-supported endeavor. Uh, Manipool Productions covers the Manipool Podcast, Monday Night Magic, and the YouTube channel and the Twitch. It's it's me doing the work. It's Manipool Productions. Let's be real. So, uh, I, I would like to say thank you to all of my lifeguards. You can go to patreon.com slash themanapool and sign up to be a lifeguard. You can get a variety of perks for that. You can get Manipool episodes and YouTube videos early. You can get access to the odds and ends, all the nonsense recorded before and after, both Monday Night Magic and the Manipool when the recording works. Sorry about that. We missed like 45 minutes of the pre-show for this. And that you was did get the highlights, though. 
yeah, basically everything that we talked about there, we talked about on the show. So just hey. more focused. <laughs> um. And you can get the sponsorship shout-out on both podcasts and on the end screen for all the YouTube videos that go up each month. So I'd like to thank our Mythic Lifeguards, Jason Doan, Kim Ho, Andrew Hunt, Al, Lance Delicious, Timu you Connor Kennedy, John Morris, Alex Gonzalez, Scuzzo, Jeff Spencer, Stuart Slaw, PJ McMullen, Sophia Bertain, Casey, Fayen Says, Danny Leal, Cody Buckwing. Wow, I shouldn't bounce like that. It makes me a little wobbly. Uh, Jake Jansons, Jason Kaus, Gothic Man, Stark Maximum, John Parker, Violet Moon, Mike, and his beard, uh, Dan Holm, Bartle, Sarah Jane, uh, hang on, I always forget, Backwards Logic is how I'm supposed to say that, and the Beast Father, Aaron Goodwine. Thank you all, and all of my lifeguards at every level, so very much, because you quite literally make this possible for me to keep doing this ridiculous amount of content for you. Yay. So with that, are we done? We're done. This has been a long and stressful and technical difficulty filled Monday Night Magic number 673. Thank you all so very much for joining us. And, uh... I, I guess go play magic. If you can get away with not playing standard, play some other kind of magic, I guess. <laughs> Try legacy. If you can find it. Yeah. If you can find it and afford it. Oh, now I'm sad again. You can hire like <laughs> bump, bump, demonetize. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs>